Hello, everyone. Welcome to Nevermind the Buy Box. Today, I am joined by fellow Ecom Inner Circle founder, Matthew Wright. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Hello. Yeah, I'm doing really well. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. <laughs> We're pretending like we haven't already spoken. And I know, yeah. We've been like 12 meeting this morning, and then we've got like another one this afternoon. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I see you more than my I see my own Matthew at the moment, that's for sure. Um, right, let's wait for a few people to jump on. If you can see and hear us, uh, please let us know. Greetings, legends. Greetings back to whoever that legend is right there. I think it might be Hayden. I don't know. I, I'll have to come onto the comments uh, to be able to tell. Right, which group are we live in? Let's have a quick look. So, uh, let's go on to the the comments. Oh, here we go. Right, I've got them. I've got them. Oh, it's Phil Bryn. Hi, Phil. Hi, Brianna. Hello, everyone. H hope everyone is well. Um, today, we're going to be talking about procrastination and, you know, what impact it can have on your business. Um, you know, there's such a good thing uh, as, well, such a good thing. Um, there's mainly negative procrastination that will have negative impact on your business but there is such a thing as positive procrastination as well so we'll talk about that and we'll talk about another uh, uh, a number of other subjects that could be holding you back so let us know in the comments guys do you procrastinate is it something that you are aware of it is something that holds you back is it something that you want to fix but you don't know how um let us know all your procrastination problems lots of p words today yeah that that's going to trip me up uh, honestly uh so let us know all your procrastinating problems and uh we will do our best to talk through it all um but just before we get started um just a couple of things i wanted to pick up in the world of amazon uh, a couple of things that keep kind of popping up at the moment um oh yeah here we go. We've got some comments coming in. Lots of procrastinators. Well, yeah, we'll come on to those in a minute, guys, and uh, uh, we'll, we will talk through that. But uh, there's a few kind of annoying things on Amazon that are doing the rounds at the moment, regatings mm. um, and verifications. We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, and I just want to reiterate, guys, this is something we're going to see more and more of all the time. Um, Amazon are continually moving those goalposts and they are really making it quite hard nowadays to be able to, you know, have a consistent flow uh, of selling, especially if you have gone through a period of account, uh, excuse me, account health issues or, you know, verifications or anything like that. They tend to be just that little bit hotter. Uh, at the moment on on those kind of things. But yeah, we are seeing uh, lots of regatings uh, at the moment. So just because you think you ungate once for a brand, um, don't think you're safe forever. That's not going to be the case. And it's going to be something that Amazon are going to continually uh, keep doing. So uh, just be aware of that and try not to get fr too frustrated. There's no way around it. You just have to you know, resubmit those details uh, again. Now, what I would actually recommend is resubmitting the invoice if it is within uh, 180 days. But if it is outside of that, it's unlikely that Amazon is going to accept it. So uh, I'm afraid you're going to have to suck it up 
and you are going to have to buy 10 units of whatever brand it is uh, yeah. again. So, yeah, um, anything, yeah, anything like that at the moment. It sucks. We hate it. But, you know, someone made a good point uh, earlier. Um, it was Steve that actually posted it in the group, and, and I had it for Disney myself this morning as well. And, um, you know, what, I, I apologies, I, I can't remember who posted it, um, but they said, you know what, the good thing about this is, it kind of wards away the kind of flaky people a little bit, you know, you know, gets rid of the competition yeah, a little bit. And I agree. Yeah, that definitely. That's, and that's the thing. I think there's, um, there is a lot of people entering the space. And so making it a little bit more difficult, is going to be good for those that have been around a while and those that are determined to make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, David said, even had to update card details that are already up to date. Yes, I don't know what the heck. We did ours like four times. I don't know what on earth was going on with that. Yeah, I know. Like I said, Amazon, they're just being that little bit testing at the moment and I still haven't forgiven them, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> for our account suspension uh, a few months ago and something else we're experiencing, which is just like a massive ongoing issue at the moment. And whilst I am somebody who likes to talk about things as we go through them, with this one, it's a very unusual circumstance. And I think what I want to do is kind of make a video about it or discuss yeah. when it's all kind of resolved because I don't know how long it's going to take. And I'm bored of thinking about it and I'm bored of me hearing about it myself. So I don't want to bore everyone else on it, to be perfectly honest, until I have a resolution because otherwise I feel it would just be an hour of me ranting about Amazon, to be perfectly honest. So I'm going to wait on that one until I've got a resolution, which, you know, who, who knows when that will be. Um, afternoon, Lee, uh, Jay, David, Emily and Ben are in the house. Ben procrastinates, apparently, according to Emily. Um, so but, you know, the the thing is here, um, who said all the time? Stuart says all the time, tried so many times to beat it. Um, Look, I think it's one of those things that we're going to we're going to dive into a little bit deeper today because yeah. it is an absolute fact when it comes to procrastination, when it comes to putting things off for whatever reason it is, everybody does it. And if you don't think you do, you either don't know that you're doing it or you're kidding yourself. You know, that's that's the way that I look at it. So what are the areas um, that you procrastinate in, guys? Let us know in the comments, because it's it's important to understand first of all why you procrastinate well it's important it's important to understand um first of all if you know that you procrastinate and then try and work out why and then try and correct it so let me know um oh <laughs> i love that lee i actually made a joke similar to with matt today um lee says i did think i'll watch the replay later but then i realized what i was doing absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I said that to Matt this morning. Uh, I said, um, let's, let's talk about procrastination on Nevermind the Buy Box today. I said, or maybe not. Let's just not do it. Ha, ha, ha. It was one of my bad dad jokes kind of thing. <laughs> so, but at, at least you got it. <laughs> so well done. Well done for eating that frog. Definitely. I'm a big fan of eat that frog. And we'll come on and talk about that. Uh, hi, guys. So Donna's joined us as well. So Matt, do you procrastinate? Or are you kidding yourself? I do procrastinate. Um, I think I think everybody does. 
but there's something I've been working on. Um, and one of the things that I have learned is that um, I, I believe, like, so we're, we're talking about distraction and we're talking about traction. Um, so the opposite of distraction is traction. So that, I read a really good book on this. It was a while ago. I just can't, can't remember who it was from. But essentially what they were saying was that um, a distraction it's not necessarily that you are not working or you are not trying, you're procrastinating, but it is something that is taking you away from your traction, i.e. jobs that are getting you towards your goal. And you need to understand why that you are getting distracted. Okay, so it's not necessarily that you're lazy, you're not working hard, you can't be bothered, although that can be part of it. But often the distraction is something deeper. There's a reason that you are not proceeding with your traction and is why you are getting distracted. So I found particularly that um, emails is a particular distraction. And it's not that not dealing with the emails is important or dealing with them in a timely manner. But I was taking myself away from the job I was doing, probably because I didn't really want to do the job in the first place. And I was then jumping to the emails because either they're easier, they're more immediate. Um, I, usually it's because the job I'm doing is something I don't really want to do. Um, so one of the things that we talked about very early on in the Hive was time boxing. Um, and I'll let you mm -hmm. talk about that because I know you're a big fan of time boxing. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, sorry, I didn't realize you were throwing it back to me at that point. That's a really, really good point. And yeah, we will definitely be talking about how I've ended up um, dealing with it because I am a big procrastinator. Um, and it took me a really long time to understand why I was a procrastinator, because if you don't take the time to look into it, definitely from an outsider's point of view procrastination to someone who doesn't know what procrastination is can look like you're just you know being lazy that you just don't want to do it for whatever reason but actually there's a lot of psychology that's involved in procrastination through various different things there and you know Matt said it absolutely right first of all you do need to kind of establish whether you are actually procrastinating or whether or not you're just being lazy so a really good example for that is well you can procrastinate and be lazy at the same time as well. So a good example, one of the most obvious would probably be something along the lines of going to the gym, right? You know, nobody wants to go to the gym until you go to the gym and you've been going to the gym for a period of time. You feel like this guilt that you've got to go and it forces you to go. But starting to go to the gym or exercising or going running or something like that, you know, the first part, nobody wants to do it. It's like, ugh, you know, ugh, no one wants to exercise. And if you do, then you probably wouldn't be procrastinating or being lazy anyway. So um, when it comes to that, you've got to sort of look at it and think, am I going to go running today? Oh, I can't be bothered. Is it procrastination or is it being lazy? Well, it could be either in that scenario. You know, you could be procrastinating because you just simply don't want to do it. But the reason you don't want to do it is because you're being lazy. You know, it's as simple as that. Um, when it comes to that type of example. But when it comes to work, again, it's important to differentiate between the two. Are you procrastinating for a specific reason 
or are you because you just don't want to do it i mean let's face it we all have those days where we rock up to whatever we're going to do uh, i was going to say rock up to work but it's like moving from one room to another for me uh you know rock up to work and be like do you know what i can't be bothered today we you know we all get it even i'm sure even the people at the the top of the tallest tree um you know get those kind of days where you just can't be bothered and my advice on those kind of days is if it doesn't happen too often just don't do it essentially i'm not going to sit here and 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 pretend that i do things that i don't do uh or i don't do things that i do sorry and um you know there are some days where you just need a break. You just need a break from it. And that's generally down to like mental exhaustion or or something like that. So, you know, first things first, if you have that, just have a break. You know, a, a break is, is so refreshing when it comes to the mind. And we are in the fortunate in a position that we, we are able to do that. Most of us that are watching this, especially if you are in, um, you know, doing this um, from a full time uh, point of view but you know once you get past that if I can't be bothered are you being lazy then you're sort of like I'm procrastinating that's when you kind of need to dig down there can be like a number of different reasons here and I will put up what um uh, oh where's that comment come from I think it's come from the other group so I can't see it apologies not sure who this is um, but I'm a big thinker so procrastination uh, distract uh, distraction is the next uh, it's the next thing. It's the bigger thing. I've realized, like uh, Matt said, it's usually procrastination that slows me getting there in the first place. Sorry, I'm not sure who, that, uh, who is. Sorry, who that is. And then we've also got April here as well. For me, it's about fear. See, again, this is an important part to dig down, uh, dig down into it, because procrastination can occur for a number of reasons. It could be down to poor, uh, poor planning. It could be down to thinking that the task is beneath you. Like, why should I do that task at this point? You know, it's, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be doing this. Uh, you think the task is boring. Um, fear of success and fear of failure. Those are two big ones. And I know that they can be a little bit um, contradictory because you would think, Right. Okay. Everybody surely is it fears failure, but they don't fear success because why would you fear success? But the thing is, fear of failure is quite self-explanatory. You know, you don't want to do it. You don't want to put yourself out there because you don't want to make a fool of yourself. You know, you don't want anyone to think you're failure. Whereas fear of success, I actually think can be a lot more debilitating than fear of failure because fear of failure is quite simple and there's it's this it's quite a, a you know a simple understanding of fear of failure whereas fear of success tends to be someone who lives so far in the future that before they've even started that they have you know gone through every possible emotion to do with setting up this business or income stream they've set it up it's started it's worked it hasn't worked they've had to employ staff yet because it's worked uh, they've had to pay people but oh no I don't know how to run a payroll uh, how would I employ someone how oh I might need a warehouse where can I get the deposit for that what do I need to look at from a legal appointment you know all of these type of things that's actually fear of success um, where you go so far into the future with what's happening that you kind of talk yourself out of it. Has anyone ever stood there 
you know, wanting to buy something in a shop. And before you know it, you've talked yourself out of it because you've thought of all the reasons, you know, why you shouldn't buy it. It's quite similar to that. And, um, you know, so fear of success, fear of failure, those are definite two big ones. Could be simply you just don't know how to do it as well. So you put off, you know, learning takes time gathering knowledge, gathering experience, it takes time. And then finally, what uh, Matt was talking about there is easily distracted. So if you are somebody who is unable to focus solely on a task, then you will find your mind kind of wandering off and, you know, sort of looking on Facebook or social media or reading about what's going on with the Kardashians or something like that. Well, I'm just talking about, you know, what, you know, <laughs> what I do, what distracts me every now and again. And definitely time boxing, time blocking, um, you know, creating a plan and sticking to it here. You know, whoever said that, guys, please fill out the StreamYard details so we know who you are. I feel like I can't, uh, you know. Oh, it's Sean. It's Sean. Um, and, um, you know, yeah, it, it, it's building that that kind of plan in place sticking to it which is easier said than done but there are a number of elements that you can do to to put yourself in a position where you cannot get distracted so from all of those things let me know which one are you you know is are you that poor, uh, poor planner uh fear of success fear of failure distraction a lot of the time you don't know how to do it uh do you think the task is beneath you which by the way you know, uh, that's natural as well. Um, all the task is boring. Most of us don't want to do stuff because we're bored of it, right? You know, how do you overcome? You've particularly said about distraction and boredom and not wanting to do it. So how do you deal with that specifically, Matt? Because, you know, in business, we've all got to do stuff that we don't want to do. Don't and like I think, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's a couple, there's a couple of things to break this down. So, the first thing to realize is that procrastination and prioritization go hand in hand. Most procrastination is due to a lack of prioritization, i.e. prioritizing what is actually important to get you on your traction path rather than what is going to get you distracted. So you need to spend time prioritizing. As a business owner, take the time out and prioritize. We've all got shiny object syndrome. We all want to do so much with our businesses. We have to recognize that we cannot feasibly achieve all these things. And, and it's not to say that these things will never happen, but it's to say that they're not going to happen today. And you have to prioritize, right, what is my goal? And what is the thing that is going to get me towards my goal the quickest? And if it's this thing rather than this thing, and I need to do that first because that's all part of prioritization. And as well as prioritization. Um, so like I say, there's a few things that I do to help with my procrastination. Um, planning in time for relaxation is incredibly important. What you will find is you, you very easily fill your schedule out with meetings and things, um, you know, emails, Amazon, whatever it is, day-to-day -day stuff. Before you know it, your whole day is gone. Mm -hmm. And then you will then go into the evening. You haven't achieved what you thought you were going to achieve because you haven't prioritized what actually needed to be achieved. You just kind of gone with, I need to do everything today, which was physically impossible anyway. You'll then get to the evening 
And you won't be able to prioritize the relaxation, which is incredibly important because you'll have this feeling of overwhelming guilt that actually I have not achieved what I need to do. So I need to work. And then you end up in this cycle of, right, well, I'll carry on working. And then they're working to the evening. And then you kind of go, right, well, I need my downtime now. So then it's like three in the morning and you're still scrolling through TikTok. <laughs> and then you get into this cycle of constant kind of procrastination and guilt. And then, of course, you procrastinate more because you're tired, because you've not had the sleep. So therefore, you haven't got the, the mental focus. And therefore, you fail to prioritize even further, which causes more pro procrastination and kind of end up in this vicious cycle. So prioritizing leisure time is incredibly important. And also prioritizing what can feasibly be achieved in the day through time blocking is very, very important. When it comes to distractions, um, one of my but the best things that I learned to do is to not, again, it comes back to the guilt thing and the punishment thing, is to not punish yourself for um, not being able to do a task. So, for example, right, you're doing, a, I don't know, say you're doing some accounts, really boring, not really very interesting. You find yourself scrolling over to social media or some sort of newspaper article. Rather than saying, I'm only going to read this newspaper for 10 minutes uh, and then I'll come back to the task. Say to yourself, I will do the task for 10 minutes and then I will come back to the newspaper. Ooh. What you will find is you'll get yourself into a much a better flow state and you'll actually, because the hardest part about procrastination is starting. Once you start, you kind of get yourself into a rhythm and then you can go forward with that. So rather than, again, doing the 10 minutes and then kind of doing another 10 minutes and the next thing you know, an hour's gone past where you've been scrolling through TikTok or reading the Daily Mail or whatever you choose to do, you say to yourself, right, well, I, I'm going to reward myself for doing 10 minutes work by going on the on the Daily Mail. And what you'll find is you probably never actually go on the Daily Mail or TikTok because kind of got yourself into that flow state the worst thing you can do is kind of flip it and go right i'm going to go on tiktok for 10 minutes and then you've an hour's gone and then you feel guilty because you've wasted an hour on tiktok so then you kind of get into again comes down to cycles of well i've wasted an hour on tiktok so there's no point even starting this task now and things just kind of fall down and it, it can be very negative on on your productivity yeah definitely definitely it's like that kind of thing starting a diet isn't it oh yeah i've fallen off the wagon today so i'll start on monday you know might as well might as well you know eat the contents of the cupboard for the rest of the weekend and yeah i'll start on monday i'll be fine uh thanks julia that's very nice of you to say i don't know why i put that comment up there i i was i was matching the branding to right, never mind the buy box isn't it i like the color <laughs> no, i just need a like a little tag on there i was matching the branding <laughs> so i don't know it's been such a beautiful week weather wise you know weekend and i feel like throwing out the black in terms and you know wearing a wearing a bit more color at the moment in terms of clothing but you know thanks for saying that julia i really appreciate it um, I like what David's put. I keep working on what's working, which isn't bad. However, I've grown each year and I've never got around to say something like bundles, an example, when I probably didn't did have the time not having factored it into my week. This is a really common one, actually. And this is like uh, what I was talking about with uh, positive procrastination. So what David's talking about here in particular is um sorry 
didn't come out of my comments. Uh, what David's talking about here in particular is there's very much a part of um, his business that would work incredibly well with bundling, but his 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 current business is doing incredibly well at the moment, growing year on year, um, you know, doing really, really well. And whilst the smart thing is to diversify, especially when you have the type of business that David has, he's guilty of, and I say guilty in the leastest term, you know, you know what I mean by that, David, I don't mean that it's a bad thing at all. He's not kind of diversifying because he's working on what is working in his business. So this is a clear example of um, baby steps, small steps at a time, the compounding factor of if you can spend just a small part of your day focusing on something new it's the 80 20 rule whatever way you want to look at it then all of a sudden that 20 percent, that 10 percent, that 5 percent of what you're focusing on something else but you're doing it consistently all of a sudden starts to build it starts to compound and then what happens instead of a year another year going by without doing anything even if you've managed to be able to build you know, 5% or 10% new of something in your business, then what it's doing, it's getting you started. Because like I said, you said it yourself, Matt, that we're all kind of very guilty of, right, okay, well, I didn't start it. So therefore, I won't until tomorrow, but tomorrow never dies, right? So and tomorrow never comes. So um, it's something that you are better off doing a small part of it, as Matt said, even if it's just 10 minutes or something like that and doing it on a consistent basis and factoring it into your day, into your week, into your month, whatever the task requires, then you are more likely to succeed and break that chain of procrastination as opposed to trying to start something new because we're humans, right? So when something new comes, it's scary you know, and we might have to learn something new. Um, at, well, we generally have to learn something new, but who's got the time to learn anything new? So we just carry on carrying on. Uh, so the important part to do that is to make sure that you do it small chunks, a small bite at a time. Just allow even half an hour a day uh, for something that you can be completely undistracted to, uh, to build something new within your business. Because I tell you what, if you add up, um, I think it's someone say, if you do something for 12 minutes a day for a year, then you can become just 12 minutes a day in whatever field, um, in something that's, you know, relatively easy to learn, then you can become an expert in a year by doing something for 12 minutes a day. Of course, that doesn't come down to like brain surgery or, or <laughs> you know, anything like that, of course. Um, but you will become proficient in that whatever you're doing and it's adopting that and added it in so we at the start of uh, when we launched the hive um one thing that anyone's a hive member that will be watching or listening to this um which i'm very much aware of um and you know i wanted to make sure that we set off on the right foot is the hive can be a little bit uh, overwhelming sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. especially for people that are, you know, we're only two months in, uh, two, three months in, and already it is filled to the brim with content. It is filled to the brim with, you know, videos, training, you know, everything 
that everybody wants to learn about selling in this space. And I was very aware of when people come into these type of environments, it can be very overwhelming in terms of the amount of information that's available because you're there because you you want to scale your business or there's something not, you know, working well within your business or something you want to improve. And to be honest, it could be time management. It could be procrastination. So I was very aware of that. So the first session that we did before we gave any type of training, everyone's like, where's the bundle training with their pitchfork? <laughs> we want training. We want training. And, you know, but I was very aware of the amount of information that was going to come in like a wrecking ball, essentially. So it was important on our first session to make sure everyone was prepared for the amount of information that they're going to uh, receive. But not only that, how they can action it, okay? Because, you know, I have people that sit down and listen to every single one of our videos, but don't have the time to action it or don't have time to listen to it. So it's important to be able to prepare yourself mentally, physically, and get rid of those distractions and make sure that you can focus on that information of course, I'm talking about the hive, but that can be relevant to anything that you want to implement in your business. So we spent a good couple of hours talking through, um, you know, how you could have everything and alleviate that feeling of guilt that Matt was talking about, especially if you're parents, especially if you've got a family, especially if you've got commitments. Half of the battle is, you know, leaving your kind of work day feeling satisfied. And we put so much pressure on ourselves that we end up doing nothing at all. Whereas, yeah. you know, one of the things that if I said to everybody now, if you got one great money-making task done a day in your business every single day you would achieve an incredibly high level of success over a period of time it is better to leave the day feeling fulfilled and you have achieved something as opposed to being left with a constant in a constant state of 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 um, frustration so you know never-ending to-do lists and job lists are not the way. Um, it's about identifying and prioritizing what needs to be done at what point in the week. And when we say prioritizing, like I said, I was a big fan of, of Eat That Frog and I completely understand the concept of that. And I was getting, you know, my my tasks that I hated doing like first thing in the morning. I, I still kind of do that a little bit now, but I've kind of jigged it a little bit because it may well be that I that doesn't come until the end of the day, but I'm fully prepared to do that at the end of the day because I know sometimes I don't want to do the task first thing in the morning. I, like I really don't want to do it. I need to I need to warm my brain up or I need to be in the flow of something or or whatever. So it, it's about knowing and tackling when those when those big tasks come. So um, that's it for me on that. Essentially, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> We both we're both going into a rant stage on on procrastination. So let's let's see what you guys are saying. Um, Sean says boredom does make you wonder absolutely, and says I'm tidying up units at home. Boring. Can't believe how much crap I've got. Me as well. Uh, I am taking next week half term. I'm gonna like clear out my house completely, and then you know a clear house, clear working space, uh, and everything like that is definitely what the doctor'd order. Um, oh, who said that? Sorry, Simon. 
Uh, making profit, you accept losing money when you're on a budget. You think more. I have let a product expire before I got to send it to Amazon because I forgot about them because another product was selling quicker. Uh, but that item had a bigger profit. Absolutely. So, you know, it's about keeping a, that kind of big eye on the business. So actually, Matt, let me let me bring you in here because you are someone that strategically buys stock throughout the year mm -hmm. i know it won't be anything expiring but sometimes you will buy you know a 30 grand pallet of stock knowing full well that you're not gonna like sell it for a year or something like that yeah. you're a very strategic stock buyer so when it comes to to stuff like that how do you deal with um you know focusing too much on what's selling now so you don't miss opportunity you know that kind of positive procrastination it's really hard actually and I, I don't think I, people you know I don't think I'm actually as good as people may think I am in terms <laughs> of that respect you know um it is it is a challenge and I think the problem as well is trying to get across to to, to my staff that um just because something's new in doesn't mean it needs to be worked immediately um, I think that there's a tendency for everybody for something new in to then mean that that needs to be worked immediately or, you know, you need to send that into Amazon. Of course, people dealing with expiry dates, you know, you're working on different different things. But I guess with you guys, it's even more imperative is that you, for me, my stock can sit for three years and it will just get dusty. If you're selling food products, grocery items, if it sits for three years, it's going in the bin and you're losing physical money. Whereas for me, I can potentially be increasing my money because... The, the market's recovered and the prices, the stock availability has gone down. So I think for somebody who sells grocery items, you know, realizing that you need to be working like the oldest stock first and not procrastinating and leaving it and just getting the new stuff in um, is going to be really, really imperative to your business. And it's something that to be honest that we are still working on as a business is trying to get that, get that right and make sure that there's a there's a good balance between what's coming in and and what's going going out and, I, and i'll be honest i don't think we've got that right i think far too much stuff comes in for our business than than it should really um I, I i guess there's also a bit of fomo um the fear of missing out on a deal mm -hmm. but you've got to realize that you only make profit when you sell it you, you know yes yes the part of it is the profit made in the buy-in and all that but at the end of the day, you only make a profit, physical profit, when you sell that product. Um, so it's you know, if you, and if you're buying too much product and you're not working it, then you're not making a profit on it. Mm. Absolutely, I think there's all uh, also an element there of out of sight, out of mind as well, especially if you are universally using Amazon FBA because. If you are using that, you're not physically seeing any of the the stock that's in front of you. Yeah, that's the big thing. That's, you know, that's a massive thing. But heck, guess what, guys? <laughs> We've got something coming that's going to fix that <laughs> at some point in the future. Well, on, on that, Amazon Amazon's now introducing more storage fees, aren't they? They've got, they've got quarterly yeah. ones as well as, as well as yearly ones now for long-term storage. Absolutely. Uh, yes, it's, yeah. The storage fees, uh, Amazon, like I said, they keep going through. Amazon's always going to go through different cycles. And, you know, one of the cycles that we're seeing at the moment is that they are most definitely, you know, they don't say it, but they are in all of their actions. They are most definitely not favoring um, Merchant Fulfilled, but 
um they they want people to start having an element of that in their business or if you are going to be exclusively fba then you need to make sure that you are managing your uh, account and your inventory effectively otherwise they're going to start punishing you either financially or through restrictions and things like that that's something i'm absolutely certain of we're seeing evidence of it already that is going to get stricter and stricter over the last uh, you know over the next 12 to 24 months so you know that's definitely something but i would say kind of just going back to to Simon's point there, if it's stock that's being held locally, if it's stock that's being held in hand, that will probably come down to organization of your stock, making sure that you can see it, you know, in a physical way. How are you storing that stock? Do you need to be a little bit more organized in, you know, where your stock is being held? Because let's face it, we've all got the corner of shame. We've all got the shelf of shame, the shelf of doom, whatever you want to call it, where we just kind of chuck stuff if it's not that immediate priority. And guess what? We think, I'll come back to it later. But guess what? You never do. Uh, yeah. I'll come back to it later. Classic procrastination phrase you know or thought uh, essentially but if you think and sit down and think about all the times that you think yeah i'll do that later i'll come back to it later you won't it's as simple as that do it then like matt said i actually think this golden nugget golden nugget so um you know golden nugget alert that doing it for 10 minutes instead of saying i'll come back to it in 10 minutes is absolutely that is is key and i think that you can make big strides in your business if that's something that you're going to be able to do um let's see what ben said (laughs) (laughs) oh here we go emily and i are buying uh are in for buying (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely definitely um, I think this is Simon again as well. I think another problem yeah, this is this is, is a big one. Yeah, I think another problem is an item you think will sell good, but it doesn't. But something you don't think sells great, and then the mindset changes as you're unsure. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. How many times have we all sent something into Amazon, and we expect it to set the world on fire? And then you just get crickets, you know, when it goes in. And that's, you know, we won't dive in that today, but that could be for a number of reasons. And then other times where you take a little punt on something and you think, Matt Cromie is is brilliant at this. You know, I don't know how he does it. He's got that kind of smell what sells attitude. He, he takes a lot of punts in things and they always work out. And, you know, unfortunately, they work out a lot that I can't say, oh, you got lucky there. You know, it's happened too many times for him now that there is definitely something to it that you send something in and it doesn't look like on the face of it that it's going to sell. And then it sells like crazy. And then you end up shifting everything and then you forget about this. It's, you know, it's 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 definitely, you know, a hard business to juggle in terms of the amount of inventory that you have to deal with. And there's so many different different areas that can send you off with we're juggling that inventory but like i said we do have something that's going to cure your uh inventory procrastination um you know that is going to be coming out at some point in the future i was doing a replens list this morning 
and uh, the weekly replans list. And even I'm, you know, as as a co-founder of it, of B-Stock that's going to be coming, even I'm like praying to the software gods, when is this, you know, <laughs> when I need this in place uh, to be able to make my Amazon life easier. And it's going to remove a lot of procrastination for some of the stuff that we don't like doing as well. So not everything needs to be done manually, guys. You just have to make sure that you're listening to the right group, you're following the right group, and uh, we'll make sure that we can, we'll, we'll, we'll look after you as much as we can do, uh, but we can't do everything, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I think another one of these is one particularly hard when you buy something that's sold well in the past and you kind of, it doesn't sell and you kind of like, well, why why did it sell before and doesn't sell now? And it, I think it, it can be really hard. Um, you know, on you become very uncertain about, your buying abilities and and the business in general because mm -hmm. i think the problem is, is a lot of things you can you see you see a problem like you know there's um an econo economic crisis well that's why this is happening or you know there's there's um there's a sunny day so this is why nobody's coming into my cafe for example a lot of businesses that you can see why sales are down there's very obvious reasons whereas yeah. with e-commerce there's not there's not always obvious reasons why some things are good good and some things are not back to the weather example i expected this weekend to be terrible because it was sunny and it was really good but we've had other weekends where it's been you know oh everyone has just sat on the computer nothing better to do tumbleweed you know there's no kind of rhyme or reason to a lot of it which is which i think is really hard and makes you very uncertain i think with um with things like that with justifications as to why something isn't is working or isn't working um there are certain times when you know sales are going to be rubbish or or, or whatever yeah. and you know summer holidays in particular it's a long sustained period of time kids are off it's expensive people are on holiday you know all of these different kind of compounding factors but you know amazon is big enough to bypass a lot of them to be perfectly honest yes bank holidays tend to be like quieter and, and and things like that but generally you know unless you are selling sun cream and lilos then um you know and it's the third of december in the uk <laughs> generally amazon is a big enough and and people's inventory provides protection um you know the depth of people's industry uh, inventory should provide a certain level of of protection um, for those type of things. So again, that will come down to making sure that you're not procrastinating. I can link everything to procrastination um, by diversifying the type of products that you sell. If you are in one area, you leave yourself exposed. You know, you leave yourself exposed to seasonality. You leave yourself exposed to, um, you know, lack of stock, supply issues. You know, things like that. So. Um, it's why I love this model, to be perfectly honest. You know, whatever it has, it's it's pros and cons. There's there's no doubt about it. But, you know, depth of in inventory and the ability to be able to manage that depth of in uh, inv inventory um, provides a lot of protection in the e-com selling space, definitely, especially on Amazon. Yeah, completely agree. And that's the thing, I suppose, one of the good thing is, is that they say you, you, could, you could stock a wide range of products to to smooth out a lot of those bumps um whereas in a lot of other businesses you've very focused on one key area which has 
um, unless of course your business is seasonal but even then if your business is seasonal on amazon you will stock relative seasonal products you'll stock paddling pools in summer and then you'll stock um heat is in winter you know you can mm -hmm. you can have consistent sales through seasonality it's not that it has to be like that whereas if you own a campsite or you know um a, if you own a, an outdoor pool you're not going to be very busy in december are you no, absolutely. Uh, I've logged into the other comments now because I can see it's Emily that says this. Uh, I procrastinate with housework uh, more than work. I'm kind of the opposite. If this is why working from home, I have had to be really strict with myself. Um, by the way, last week when I was down at the, uh, the warehouse, I really enjoyed that. So I'm going to make sure because I was so focused on work when I was down there. And this, this is one of these key things. If I can empty the dishwasher at home, I will. And uh, I actually, I'm one of those weirdos. I quite like cleaning. I quite like housework. But I'm also one of those people that I have to be, everyone has to be out of the house or everyone has to be asleep for the housework to be done. Otherwise, people get in my way and it just annoys me. So I tend to do it in blocks. So if you turn up at my house on like a Friday night, it will look like, you know, Hiroshima all over again. Whereas, you know, if you come up Saturday lunchtime, you know, Saturday lunchtime after I've been on the cleaning spree, it's going to look amazing. And that's where most of the Facebook pictures are taken at that time as well. Hot tip there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Only take your Facebook pictures after your house has been cleaned. Um, so, yeah, but again, it comes down to procrastination. But this is this is true. Anyone that saw that opening um episode of the hive i actually i block in the time to clean my house uh, i do i block in the time that i spend with my kids and it sounds more regulated than it is um because you think my god what sort of sociopath are you that you block in time for your kids but it's not about that it's about ensuring that i have the time with my kids to be guilt-free in order yeah. to, that's the most important thing the guilt element yeah when... i should i should be working because i didn't do anything all day that's the mm -hmm. problem and that's why people have this is why i think that, that people struggle in this business and, and people have bad relationships or can have bad relationships with their family their partner their husband wives their family mm -hmm. in general and friends because they it's very easy to procrastinate nobody's no, there's no boss there's nobody sat there watching you you want to sit on TikTok all day, you can do that. But mm -hmm. then you will feel the guilt at eight o'clock at night when you sat down for dinner with your wife um, and you haven't done anything all day and you feel like you need to go to work because you know that there's only a few hours left of the day. So that, that is where the, the, the worst thing about procrastination is it can be the guilt. Uh, it's the guilt. It's definitely the guilt. And when you become a parent in particular, God, the guilt, the guilt for everything is... <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys i've got to put uh paulina's comment up i would love to start, like, uh, natalie's cleaning tiktok oh my god do you know what when i was when i was younger i used to wear my hair in a big bun and obviously i'm quite fair uh i've got quite lot light blonde hair i used to wear my hair in a big bun on top of my head until someone called me that you know that woman the clean your house woman aggie or someone like that oh, yeah, yeah. Kim, no kim woodburn that was it they were like, wow, you really look like Kim Woodworm with your hair like that. And I was like, oh, my God, I never wore it like that again, ever again after that. <laughs> so, yeah, I put my hair up in a bun and I get my best uh, Kim Woodburn cleaning session on. So, yeah, but I'm I'm like, a, yeah, I'm, I like a good clean, definitely, for sure. Anyway, <laughs> that that's a, that's a whole nother 
podcast and uh, YouTube video there for sure. Maybe we'll do it one day in the hive. Uh, who knows? But um, yeah, the gill, it's definitely something. I had it, I had it yesterday. Uh, took Matt out yesterday lunchtime for his birthday. We did stuff over the weekend, um, but wanted to do something just uh, just with me and him. And obviously, traditionally, Monday's quite a busy day, and um, I felt guilty. And I actually ended up um, working late last night, which I never do. Uh, I never work at night, but because I took that time out of the day, especially on a Monday, which is always Monday and Tuesday are my most productive days, definitely. I felt like, oh, God, I've got I've got to get it done. I was working at 10 o'clock last night, which uh, is something I really try to avoid to do because my brain just doesn't work as well at that time. My brain mm -hmm. fires on all cylinders at five o'clock in the morning. So, again, that's another important part, another crucial part of it set your tasks when you know you are going to be at your most optimal you know there is no point saying that you're going to do stuff late at night and blocking in and doing it at that time if you are just not productive at that time um you know understanding and working that out hugely important big big tip there to be able to do that because yeah if 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 you're not at your most optimal then it's going to take you long longer you're going to get distracted you're going to put it off you're going to get frustrated all of these different kind of feelings so I always want to make sure that I'm working at the time that I'm going to get you know or be most productive yeah completely agree yeah that's a really interesting point actually I was going to mention that um <clears throat> so the traditional thinking is very much that the morning is good for people who procrastinate because you kind of you come into the day you you just you just do you just get on with your jobs and um you kind of have that feeling of accomplishment you know by midday well i've done all this i've done all this i've done all this the flip side of that though is that people don't always work well in the mornings i particularly am one of them i'm very much an evening worker i, I found my my routine is an evening uh, i'm i'm i know you're an early early morning that you quite happily get up at five in the morning but i struggle to get up before six or seven you know and I think I tried the 5am thing and it didn't work for me because right. I, I could get up. I felt I felt knackered and then I'd do this work and then I'd go back at like midday and I'd be like, this is absolute trash. What on earth is this? You know, you've just made loads of mistakes and loads of errors. So I think it's important to recognize when you work well and when you work effectively and trying to plan your day around that. It doesn't matter when you work, whether it's mid-morning, afternoon, evening, even if you're a night person, you know, if, if you work well between, say, 9 p.m. and 1 in the morning, then make that your focus work. And actually, you'll probably have less procrastination because you'll have less distractions because there's as much as there is in the morning, there's no distractions between sort of 5 and 9. There's no distractions between 9 and 12. So whenever it is that you work effectively, um, make that your time to plan around. And I think you'll get a lot more done by trying to work with what your body is telling you. If your body tells you that you need to you need to lie until eight o'clock, but you're quite happy to work in an evening, then then work with that and stop trying to fight against it just because people say, oh, to be successful, you have to get up at five in the morning. That's I don't think that's true. Right? And I think it's actually bad bad advice, to be honest. Absolutely. The 5am club is not for everyone. And I'm always really open about it as well. The reason why the 5am club works for me. Uh, well, there's two, there's two elements is I don't have to force myself to get up at 5am. I am naturally an early riser. I have always been. So that really helps. Where, where it 
where it also there's two parts to it. You have to get up at 5 a.m. and then you have to work at 5 a.m. as well. I know people that will haul their ass out of bed at 5 a.m., but their brain may not be firing at 5 a.m. So that's me. That's me. Yeah, I'm and or can't function until the first coffee of the day. I can literally roll out of bed, open the laptop, and my brain is on it. It is on it early in the morning. And that's not for everyone. Uh, it's something you kind of have to train a little bit. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to make any bones about it. That's just naturally, it's just natural for me. Um, it's, it's you know, one of those things. Um, but at the same time, um, I'm someone who... I'm really fortunate that I I found the the 5 a.m. club essentially because otherwise I'd just be there laying and you know kind of looking at the ceiling. I decided that I had to be productive at that time because I'm awake. So you know that there's also an element for for that as well. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. Uh, part of the reason why we definitely sell in the US um, as well. <laughs> Do not make money while you sleep. You'll be working all your life until you die. It was Warren Buffett that said that. Uh, definitely. Um, it's one of my favorite quotes um, or, you know, motivational quotes or whatever. Find a way to make money while you sleep, you know, and we all are here um, to be able to make money. And fortunately, but for some reason, if you just sell in the UK, um, I don't know, Amazon, you don't tend to get a lot, regardless of volume of sale, um, you know, don't tend to, to get a lot of sales overnight outside of Amazon. Yeah, 11, 11 till 6 is, seems to be very kind of quiet. 11 yeah, you, until you six. might wake up to the odd, you know, more in Q4 and things like that. You might wake up to, you know, a few hundred pounds or, or, or something like that. But uh, I'd always have businesses before Amazon that did particularly well overnight e-commerce businesses for our distribution company our, our shopify store does well it does better yeah. overnight it's really odd. i don't i don't know if it's to do with like the adverts and like amazon dials yeah. back it's advertising at night i.e because it's most people online so therefore we're now getting higher position on our paid advertising on our website because we've paid less than amazon have so therefore we get more sales i don't know if it's yeah. something to do with that it's weird. I've never understood it. I've never understood why the biggest retailer in the world does not deliver more sales overnight. Um, whether they're just delayed, um, whether they do come in overnight, I don't know. I've yeah, one thing I've never understood. It's, it's really weird. Uh, ben says if I'm in the mood, the most productive and best work is always between 10 a.m. and 1 a.m. in the morning. So yeah, yeah. And again, my advice would be to plan your day around that. Right, you've got a nice three-hour window where probably no one's going to call you. You've got no distractions. You you might have to fight with the TV a little bit because there's probably some good programs on, but that comes back to 10 minutes of work and come back later. But generally speaking, you're not going to get the, the bombard of text messages, the emails from suppliers, the offers, you know. So I think that is a good time to allocate yourself to to focused work where you can, you know, focus on, on new projects. One thing as well I would say to people is um, one thing we've done in our business that's been really effective is to do one thing a month. Um, people, shiny object syndrome, they try and do too much. If you do one thing a month and then make that your focus, you'll so you'll have 12 successes in a year. And like that, mm -hmm. maybe that's how you start. Someone said they hadn't had time to start bundles, right? Well, 
June is your bundle month. And that's the only thing you're going to do. Of course, you still maintain your business, but your focus of everything else is just on this one thing. And then the next month you can move on to something else. You'll have, you'll have a lot more success implementing these one thing a month. Um, and then of course you can then build systems around that as part of that one thing in a month. Um, you then you can get 12, 12 new product designs or 12 new bundles or 12, whatever it is in a year, rather than kind of trying to do 17, 20, 30 different things in a month and actually not achieving any of them. Cause you've just mm-hmm. got these raft of started projects that don't actually achieve anything. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I've got? Um, um, we had a couple of things on the list. There. I, I, I'll tell you exactly what's on my list today. Uh, this is the level of, um, you know, the depth of what goes onto my list. So we've got a few meetings today. Matt and I onboarded uh, a new team member this morning. So that was, that you know, that was essential. That was the first thing that we did today. Onboarded, uh, yeah, new member of the team, went through everything with them. That was like the first hour of the day. Then outside of that and a meeting, I have two things on my list today. One is um, writing uh, an SOP on um, suppressions, listing suppressions which is as fun as it sounds. Um, and <laughs> the other one is uh, replants. Replant, that's it. That's all on my list today. And you know what? Both of those will get done. And um, I will, you know, by the time the kids come home, which is when my work time stops, I will be completely, you know, happy with, with, my, with my output today because that was what was on my list. That was what needed to be do, uh, done. And it's been done. Yeah. And again, as well, um, planning your day will, will make you realize what's achievable for you. Because I think a lot, we, when we when we started the time blocking thing in the hive, we had a lot of people saying, oh, I can't stick to it. The problem mm-hmm. is, yeah. generally speaking, they're probably putting, trying to do too much. Yeah, too much. And they had yeah. too much on. And, and the only way you realize you have too much on is by actually looking up your time and allocating it. And then, then you can realize, right, well, I need to either prioritize what actually needs to be done and do these things that I'm doing actually need to be done. Or you then start looking for, this is how you grow your business. You start looking for solutions to, to save time, you know, AI tools, software, whatever it is, or you go, well, well I need another staff member to do these jobs. And, and that's mm-hmm. how you grow your business by recognizing this is what I can achieve in a day. Either I can't do this project now and it needs to be called and got rid of, or if it is still a priority, I need to, give some of my jobs to somebody else to do so they can do them or get somebody else in to do this project. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, got a lot of people saying that they are night owls here. So uh, maybe maybe all the night owls need to get together and have some uh, some night owl productivity uh, sessions. But I definitely yeah. won't be on one of those for sure. Uh, <laughs> Sean said, what's the TV? It's this kind of like box-shaped thing, square thing, you Shows know, pictures. pictures. <laughs> Moving pictures, yeah, exactly. Even watch never mind the buy box and any training in the hive on one, though. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you can stream that now. But listen, guys, um, if I uh, do you know what you know, we're not about the sell on this or anything like that. But if you are sat here and you've listened to us for the last hour and you know, this is you, it's not, um, you know you're struggling with this in the business, what I say is we'll drop a link down below, 
join the hive just for one month right join the hive just for one month watch the first ever hive live that we did and i guarantee you without guaranteeing that um if you implement what was said just in that one session it will be worth the 99 pounds uh plus fat for the monthly and you can leave after that you don't even have to watch anything else it will be worth it in itself just for that one session. Uh, I won't say too much about, you know, the, the hundreds of other sessions that are in there, but just that one session, it will absolutely make a difference. It's made a difference for so many people uh, so far. And like I said, you don't have to do everything all at once. You can implement it slowly. It's or about yourself building as well. Or yourself. Yeah, elaborate on that. You don't have to do everything yourself. I think that's a big thing. Oh, yes. We haven't even talked about that. That's a, Well, do you know what, actually, guys, that leads us quite nicely into next week's session because Luke Degan's going to be joining me next week and he is going to be talking about the power of building a team, outsourcing and everything relating to that. So we haven't even covered that. So it's probably a good point uh, to leave the session out today. But just before we go, um, Sean said, uh, is it someone who's new to the team? What are we talking about? Onboarding someone or someone leaves? Well, firstly, no one ever leaves us because they love us so much and they, they stay forever it's like part of the job description you can never leave uh and if you do we'll hunt you down um but no it, it's it's expansion so uh it's someone uh coming in to actually run something that we've never done before and things that we are not experts in and again part of the procrastination one of the points that we said about earlier is uh part of procrastination can be you just don't know how to do it but if you get the other stuff right, you can put yourself in a position where you can hire someone to do it for you. Mm -hmm. you, can, you. You know, you don't have to be an expert in everything. And I definitely wouldn't encourage that. Focus on what you are good at, what areas that you can grow your business at and let everyone else do the rest. Yeah, I think one of the best things about the Hive as well is that obviously I think as the Hive grows, it's going to be there is it's going to be unrealistic for everybody to watch all the videos. There's going to be so much content. No, but and I would probably recommend watching all. Yeah, of them. no. But the beauty of it is, is that we will you will have a bank of training that you can give to people to train them on elements of your business, and you can mm. employ people, VAs, physical staff, whatever you want, and go look, watch this content section on on bundling all right you can now take over bundling for my business or you can watch europe which is our next training topic which is coming soon um, and you can start selling in europe for me and that's how you build your business and build out your team the mm. the, the beauty of the hive which will be really really worth the subscription is that you won't have to take the time to, to to learn this yourself to then train somebody you can just point them to this direction and, and they can take over that for you yeah, if you so wish. Kara says it's made a difference for me talking about the first session, uh, the time blocking and that level of organization. Thanks for uh, saying that, Kara. And it really, really does. And it absolutely is something that, um, you know, it's fixable. I'm not going to say it's fixable overnight, but if you can gradually introduce stuff and you can slowly break the 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 cycle and you know break the habit essentially mm. break the bad and you know then i'm a massive believer in it's all about winning more than not you know you do not have to win a hundred percent of time you just got to have more wins than losses in in everything in life that's the way that i see it with, with happiness 
Um, as long as I'm happy more than I'm not, I'm happy. You know, it's not about being deliriously happy all the time or deliriously, you know, or massively successful all of the time. It's about, you know, that balance of making sure that as long as one is more than the other, generally you're okay. That's the way that I see it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you, you're not going to have big wins every day. You know, it's just as long as you're up overall, that's what matters. Yeah, absolutely. Cara says, love in the hive. I'm glad I made the decision to do it after ESA. Thank you. Yeah, no, we're we're absolutely loving it and it's it's making a huge difference. So we'll definitely pop the link in the video down below to join. Uh, there's no fancy sales page unless you're watching this in about three weeks time, then there will be. <laughs> <laughs> if, you know, anytime between now and the next two weeks, it'll just be a check off, uh, a check, check off. Uh, not a Russian <laughs> that's a Russian checkout um it's uh it'll be a um yeah a checkout but yeah after that it'd be a fancy sales page so there we go and you know don't click it unless you want to join because it's going to be magic <laughs> <laughs> okay guys well I think we'll wrap it up here thank you so much for joining us I think it's been a great session if you watched it live it meant that you're on a good you know a good start for not procrastinating uh if you watched us on youtube on the replay please make sure that you drop us a comment you know how do you procrastinate how are you dealing with it if you are a member of the hive are you implementing uh, the stuff that we went through in the first session? Uh, please give us a thumbs up if you have enjoyed the video and also subscribe. There's going to be some uh, new video content that is going to be uh, added uh, in the next few weeks. Not only are we going to be uploading the live that uh, goes through the Facebook, then there's also going to be, you know, between one and two videos being uploaded uh, every week and generally those are going to be things that are going to be, uh, you know, able to help in the Amazon e-com selling community, you know, think how to how to fix problems and, you know, stuff like that. Just stuff that's going to be handy for you guys free of charge, of course, completely. So, uh, as I said, next week, Luke Dugan is going to be here and he is going to be talking about um, VAs, virtual assistants. Uh, everything that you can do in order to um, have someone do stuff in your business if you are so not inclined or you don't want to learn it or you just don't have the time to do. So I think it actually unintentionally, it's kind of like a part two uh, yeah. to this video. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as always, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Matt, for joining me. I'll see you guys next week. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. See you soon. Bye bye. Bye.